0: i'm thomas and i'm zach
1: not yelling at us this week we hope
0: hey we tried <laughs> to fix that that is actually we a fix- good point if you listen to our last episode and i might have busted your eardrums um i don't have insurance so um, <laughs> sorry he,
1: he is sincerely sorry i'm and not he responsible thinks he's got it fixed now <laughs> i did fix
0: it the episode has been re-uploaded and it corrected the high volume problem because i wasn't paying attention when i was editing so yeah um if your eardrums bled um put some ice on it i don't know i'm not a doctor not that kind of doctor <laughs> that's so,
1: not what that's not the advice you come here for yeah.
2: <laughs> don't don't put ice in your ear though
0: yeah you no you're i think the rule is don't put anything smaller than your elbow in your ear yeah i didn't chip, just chip. try to
1: put my elbow in my ear it's fine
0: yeah i watched it was sad is <laughs> <laughs> that like q-tips explicitly say don't put in your ears so i mean we're already not listening to advice from professionals so what's the point oh about? yeah speaking I mean, of we... professionals adrian's gonna give us a professional breakdown of her monster for today
2: yeah what do we got this week we're talking about the invisible stalker this is on page 192 of the monster manual
0: sounds sinister
2: it looks sinister is this but the we'll basis for that. the
0: TV show You?
2: I've not watched that yet. I've seen a I've few
0: never heard shows. of that yet. It's on Netflix.
2: Yeah. We don't watch TV.
1: <laughs> you don't have to tell everybody. <laughs> Jeez. We'll get so judged.
2: I know. I am. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the Invisible Stalker is an air elemental um, that has been summoned from its native plane and transformed by powerful magic. Its sole purpose is to hunt down creatures and retrieve objects for its summoner. When it is defeated, or the magic that binds it expires, an invisible stalker vanishes in a gust of wind. So, the invisible stalker is a directed hunter. When an invisible stalker is created, it stays at its summoner's side until it is given a task to perform. If an assignment doesn't involve hunting down and slaying a specific creature or recovering an object, that magic... The magic that created the Invisible Stalker ends and the elemental is released. Otherwise, it completes the task, then returns to its summoner for more commands, forced to serve until the magic that binds it expires. If its summoner dies in the interim, the Invisible Stalker vanishes after completing its task. An Invisible Stalker is an unwilling servant at best. It resents any undertaking assigned to it. A mission that requires significant time might drive the invisible stalker to pervert the intent of a command unless it is worded carefully. So this is fun. You just... Someone could summon this thing, this invisible air elemental, and uh, just send it to do something. And it uh, doesn't like doing it, and it sounds like it can break bad pretty easily.
0: I feel like it's very much... I kind of like imagine it as like a really pissed off house pet. Like imagine you like summoned <laughs> it, and you're like, goes I don't and know, kills people. Yeah, I don't know who I want to kill first. And so you're thinking about your enemies list, and at the same time, your entire house or apartment is being tossed by a small errant elemental, just blowing shit around your house. You're just like, okay, Oh, no, It
1: sounds like it sounds like if you don't have your list ready for him when he shows up, he just will go away again. Yeah.
2: No, he hangs out till you give him a command. Uh, but if you give him a command that's not finding something or someone, uh, then he disappears. So you can't be like, hey...
1: Go do my laundry.
2: Go do, yeah, go do my laundry. Because then he'll be like, "Nah, bye, sucker. That
0: ain't killing. That ain't murdering. <laughs> I think the do your laundry part is for the unseen servant. That one doesn't require yeah. you to break into the elemental plane of air. <laughs> <laughs> but... I'm sure he dries things nicely. I bet he would be a very good dry cleaning service. Yeah. yeah. At least tumble dry, maybe. What if that was a thing, like, while it was idling, waiting for you to give a command, it just kind of spun in a circle, and it just happened to dust off your robes as a wizard who summoned it?
2: I mean, it kind of looks like that, like, in the picture. It's like, there's, like, leaves and stuff, like...
1: But it's also air.
2: Blowing around it. Yeah, it's invisible air. And it just surrounds... In this guy, uh, uh, in this picture, an unfortunate guy who was murdered by this air.
1: I hate it when the air murders me. I do too. That's what it's uh, kind of like. Adrian trying to breathe in I allergy guess. season.
2: going to say, some of us have yeah. allergies, and the air is always trying to murder us. It's
1: not <laughs> just good. pretend it's an elemental.
2: Okay,
0: it's been sent to kill you. <laughs> so every month, I don't have a grace <laughs> period with allergies. So, for description, it's it's an invisible creature, but in the case of the book, it has some type of particulate matter or something into it that gives it kind of a shape.
2: Yeah, they're kind of just representing it as, like, colored air.
0: All right, so dark air. Yeah, ah, it's purple air. It's like pur-
2: perp- It's purple air. Miasma is probably a good word for it. <laughs> yeah,
0: we're going back to the Dark Ages for that one.
2: Mm-hmm. So, we're back on my asthma,
0: huh? Is that...
1: Yeah, <laughs>
2: You're fired. (laughs) Um, On the side of the hunted, the invisible stalker is an unseen threat. They are composed of air and are naturally invisible. A creature might hear and feel an invisible stalker in passing, but the elemental remains invisible even when it attacks. A spell that allows someone to see the invisible reveals only the vague outline. And because it is an elemental... It is. um, It requires no air, food, drink, or sleep.
1: So, can can you have an air elemental in a vacuum? Mm. (laughs) It says it requires no air.
0: (laughs) I guess technically, but it would be air, so it's no longer a vacuum. I think the existence of an air elemental just breaks vacuum. Mm. Yeah. Does he need a spacesuit? No, in space. That's, no okay <laughs> that's, need like that's
2: how elementals work
1: that's what we're here for on sweet tea hard questions the deep, hard questions when we're
0: not asking how monsters reproduce we ask about <laughs> physical phenomena with yeah. magical creatures
1: hey y'all are a couple of phds around here you in natural sciences right
0: degree too. yeah all right
2: <laughs> so what do we got on stats Alright, this dude is a medium elemental. He is neutral. Um, so he just does what he's told and no no good or evil to it. He's an armor class of 14 hit points of 16d8 plus 32, so 104. He's a he's got, he's got some points. He has a speed of 50 foot, both on ground and flying, so he can hover. I guess. Yeah. I don't know if air can not, not hover. Right? I, I don't <laughs> see him walking. He's uh, a strength of 16, dex of 19, con of 14, intelligence of 10, wisdom of 15, and charisma of 11. For skills, he has plus 8 to perception and plus 10 to stealth. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he's invisible chunk of air. So. That's true. <laughs> It's very perceptive, invisible chunk of air. He can but, see everything. Uh, let's see, damage resistances, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks.
0: Hmm.
1: See, what's wild to me is that even with a magical one, you could pierce, slice, or bludgeon
0: him. Yeah, you just cut like a little bit of the butt out, like a little fart every time uh, you hit uh, him with oh. a magic <laughs> weapon. You <Just> slash him. <laughs> is that piece what out? it's
1: instead of like a a meaty? That wasn't it. He Love starts out makeup. with a
0: thick, juicy ass and then you cut some off as you attack it.
2: It just wisps away.
0: Right. right. Yeah, like right. a little right. It gets smaller every time you hit it. <laughs> yeah. Till it's like, I'll kill you. It's <laughs> like a gelatinous cube,
1: but air.
2: Yeah. Not not gelatinous in any way. Or cuboid. I don't know. I don't know if air has shape, but whatever. Um Believe it or not, he's also immune to poison what? damage. The
0: creature without a circulatory system is immune to poison. <laughs> yep. How? So
2: weird. And immune to the conditions of exhaustion, grappled, paralyzed, petrified, poisoned, prone, restrained, or unconscious. Man, I was going to
1: grasp. I, I was going to him.
2: <laughs> You're not wrestling this air. <laughs> um, it has sixty feet of dark vision. A passive perception of eighteen. So he see you. He speaks Aran. I guess that's like that. Ele- what is that on the elemental plane? That's it's the an air, air,
0: air language. Air, Orin, air language. A- Arin. I don't know how to pronounce it correctly. I didn't yeah, learn I'm it. I'm not looking at it. I don't know. And it
2: understands common, so that you could give it instructions in common. But it does not speak. <laughs> you so gotta you speak can't. To you can't in hear it. Language. Tell you off when it doesn't want to do what you told it to do. And it is a challenge of six. As we've stated many times, he has invisibility. And he is a faultless tracker. The tracker is given, a, the stalker is given a quarry by its summoner. The stalker knows the direction and the distance to its quarry as long as the two of them are on the same plane of existence. It also knows the location of its summer, summoner. So, Sinzo OP? Yeah, he gonna find you. Yeah,
1: he well, He's not gonna find you, he just knows where you're at. <laughs> yeah.
0: He doesn't have to leave. He's just coming to you. He's just like, <laughs> I know where he is.
2: Um, he has multi-attack, so he gets to make two slam attacks. His Damn. slam is a melee weapon attack of plus six to hit, a reach of five, and one target and does 2d6 plus three bludgeoning damage.
0: Mm, max of 15. Yeah. So max of 30 if he gets two hits.
2: Yep. Yeah.
0: Or crits. Oh, that's... Yeah. If he crits on two <laughs> attacks, you took 60 damage. You're not yeah, having that's... a good day. No.
2: He, so it seems like he doesn't He's not going to kill you too fast But it, it kind of sounds like he's kind of hard to kill
0: Yes Very much so Yeah with CR6 for sure CR6 and invisible So yeah. all attacks on this creature Are at disadvantage And it has advantage on all of its attacks Because it's invisible Since you cannot see the creature Coming towards you It gets to hit twice so now it's rolling four times per round which is mean but also fun so i like (laughs) as a a dm as a dm (laughs) as a dm this is something like i can see as a dm using this as kind of a revenge thing because clearly it has to be conjured like you're never you should never really based off how the book is written do whatever you want it's dungeons and dragons that's the point but based on how it's written these are only summoned to kill a person or a creature because of the will of the person who summoned it so it's not going to be like roaming a dungeon going ah i'm going to kill you because it's waiting for a command or it's sent back when its summoner dies right so Mm -hmm. i can see this as an interesting thing this would be something that the party has to deal with. That's the most common pact for this. As a DM, if they piss somebody off, this is where the social aspects of everything comes in. Maybe you pissed off somebody in the village who happens to know a little bit of magic. Maybe you're in a, uh, on some fancy council and more of a social encounter and you tick off like the court wizard. They're going to summon something to you. Uh, it doesn't say anywhere in there that it's capable of kind of revealing who sent it. So now you just mm. have an invisible stalker that kills you with no reference of where it came from. Yeah, oh, it's not
2: addressed.
1: It does not speak common, right? It so. speaks
0: Oren. So if you can talk to it, see, that's the thing. It does say that it is a hard-headed little shit. So I have no doubt if you can find a party member who speaks Oren, oh, it's going to be like, who sent you? And it'll be like, Tim, the wizard. Like, it's just going to wrap that Well, and it also knows where they are. At all times, Yeah. But they can't be freed until they kill their target or are defeated. So then, ooh, okay. So my question to you guys, would y'all see this as a thing that you could reason with? Because it doesn't want to be here. So it wants to complete its task to leave, but it also will try to find holes in the process. So if it's taking a while to take it out, maybe the party's like, ooh, um, who sent you? Who did this? That's the question of whether or not the party knows what an because otherwise you're just getting hit with air Mm -hmm. fun like theatrical kind of mind piece of that is imagine like a little gnome who just pissed off somebody just gets the shit beat out of them by air like they're walking and just punched back 10 feet because they pissed off a fart (laughs) yeah
2: it does it does talk about you know perverting the intent of a command so the DM could make it like there's there's some loopholes that you could try to work with in the command it was given and, and maybe try to convince it that it doesn't need to kill whoever it's trying to kill to, to return home. I guess if it becomes convinced that it's completed its task, could does it then at that point vanish?
1: I, um, if unless there's no it says it comes back to the summoner until the magic that summon it expires.
0: But it doesn't explain how to summon it in the book? No, and I can't think. No, of it, it
2: does not say anything about summoning. Uh, yeah, I don't know if there are like specific ways that things are summoned from the elemental plane. There
0: are. There's summon elemental in five e. I want to say there are CR caps on though. Mm. It's conjure elemental. Excuse me. Um, when you cast the spell, each level above fifth. Okay, let's see. What is the cap? An elemental of a challenge rating five or lower will be summoned to the area with Conjure Elemental. This is a fifth level spell, meaning you can cast it at ninth level as a player or as an NPC. If you cast it as a sixth level spell, you can cast a CR6 creature. So at sixth yeah. level, you need to be level 11. So to summon this creature, you have to be able to cast, you have to be an 11th level caster.
2: And use your sixth level spell slot
0: <laughs> to summon it. Yep.
1: Well, so then whoever's summoning this thing is not some lowly someone that you pissed off. It's going to be a big bad.
0: Yeah, it's going to be an 11th level caster, which is a little over half of the max, right? So, like, yeah, you've had to piss somebody off for this. Or just, yeah, you'd have to tick somebody off. Maybe, I see it as kind of a fun thing of, like... um, the the shop owner who happens to be a pretty decent caster and enchanter is like these guys didn't pay or they stole something from me this is a (laughs) great way to teach the party a lesson either way this creature is for a lesson to be taught It's just if somebody messes up you have this creature to throw at them to really ruin their day i will say it is very hard to hit it it is invisible so it should be taking advantage on all of its attacks uh, it does say that it's an unwilling participant and it's pretty smart so i would say it's probably going to focus on its target and not really bother anybody else uh similar things that happens when it comes to the revenant which is also kind of like this the revenant has like unfinished business to murder somebody you can check that out we have an episode on the revenant which is episode i know it i have it up <laughs> it is episode 3 one of our first few episodes so it's going to be a little different format surprise uh but with that (laughs) in mind yeah a lot different hosts too surprise uh if you're just starting to listen so uh yeah this is going to be a great way to teach your players a lesson and also hopefully at if this is like a six cr creature the party's going to be around like six level by the average right so it will definitely target it's one creature so once it's released then it disappears so it's the fastest way to get out is to kill the target Uh, one thing you do have to consider though is that travel time's a bitch it has a speed of 50 feet which means it can dash 100 feet it doesn't get exhausted so it can always move 100 feet every six seconds so somebody's got to do some math to how far how long it takes to travel across a plane but that's for the dm to just be like it gets there in three days don't worry about it uh but you can also (laughs) decide when you cast it so maybe it's just coming today and who knows when it was cast so um with that it's a very fun way to mess with players. Speaking of another fun slash horrible idea to mess with players, <laughs> I've had a slight hint as to what our magic item of today is going to be. And I'm nervous because it's dangerous.
1: But, but you know, there's a chance for some fun and some riches in there, too.
0: Yeah, but, like, the other chances to, I don't know, have your soul taken. So, what what we yeah. got?
1: So... If those hints didn't give it away, uh, we're talking about uh, the Deck of Many Things for our magical item today. Um, And so the Deck of Many Things is a wondrous item. Uh, It's legendary. Um, It's usually found in a box or pouch. This deck contains a number of cards made of ivory or vellum. Uh, Most, uh, 75% of these decks, only have 13 cards, but the rest have 22 cards. And before I go any further, I will tell you that this is on page 162 of the Dungeon Master's Guide. So, uh the deck of many things, before you draw a card, you must declare how many cards you intend to draw, and then draw them randomly. You can use an altered deck of playing cards to simulate the deck. Any cards drawn in excess of this number have no effect... Otherwise, as soon as you draw a card from the deck, its magic takes effect. You must draw each card no more than one hour after the previous draw. If you fail to draw the chosen number, the remaining number of cards fly from the deck on their own and take effect all at once. Once a card is drawn, it fades from existence. Unless the card is the fool or the jester, the card reappears in the deck, making it possible to draw the same card twice. So, yeah, this is a a magical randomizer of things that can happen,
2: both good and bad yeah. Main, um, mainly and, bad <laughs> mainly bad, but because there's a lot of cards, we all uh we just picked the ones that we kind of wanted to talk about um because we don't have time to cover all of them um
1: as we said, thirteen for the uh most of the decks, and what was the
2: 22, 22
1: for a full deck.
2: Um, but yeah, if you do have a DM's guide, you should look at the artwork on these because it's pretty cool. I really like the artwork that they have on on page 163 for their for their deck of many things. So I guess I can start with the card I chose to pick to talk about. Um, this is the Don John. This is one of the bad things that can happen to you. You disappear and become entombed in a state of suspended animation in an extra-dimensional sphere. Everything you were wearing and carrying stays behind in the space you occupied when you disappeared. You remain imprisoned until you are found and removed from the sphere. On the page. You can't be located by any divination magic, but a wish spell can reveal the location of your prison. You draw no more cards. So you just draw this card and then you get sucked up into a little hidey hole and no one knows where you're at. And you're just there till someone comes in free you.
1: So it's interesting to me that it says a wish spell can f- reveal the location, but I guess a wish spell spell can't set you free
0: from it. Nope. Only that the face card like it. in the deck can set you free. Oh. Uh... Wish will show you where you are. And that's, that's a stipulation on multiple cards here. Uh, I, I would say as a DM, if you were going to use these, most players are probably familiar. This is a pretty famous item. However, be careful with it. Also, um, let them know that they probably need a backup character before they pull these cards. Because that's <laughs> that right there is an entire side mission that they're going to have to do. And hopefully they have another character for it. Or... If you as the DM want to prepare for it, have a NPC who is with them at the card draw, and then that NPC can join the party as the other player until they get their character back. It's messed up. I've seen it done once. (laughs) Yeah. Were they prepared? No, not at all. (laughs) They left the game after it. Oh, oh. No. no, they stayed but they um th- their character was gone. I actually released their character in a side mission in another game. So, I'll explain later. Go ahead, Thomas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I was going to take a look at um uh the the void card. So, uh, this black card spells disaster. Your soul is drawn from your body and contained in an object in a place of the DM's choice. One or more powerful beings guard the place. While your soul is trapped in this way, your body is incapacitated. A wish spell can't restore your soul, but the spell reveals the location of the object that holds it. You draw no more cards. This seems like a theme.
2: Is this, those two
0: are very similar. They're very similar. In this case, you keep your body. So, one would argue it's, that with a... Uh, who keeps your Somebody keeps your body. I, I would argue it's not you. Yeah, well, the there In some aspects of D&D, not having a soul just means you lose a little bit of your personality, but you still function. Uh? So you could argue that without your soul, you're unable to do specific things. Now, um, actually, no. In D&D, that's different. So I'm thinking of a different thing. But what happens, like, let's say somebody dies and you use necromancy spells like uh, rev- revivify, whatever. The spell specifies that you must call the soul back from the body to put it back into it. And so if the soul leaves, that person is out. So... I guess technically mm-hmm. they just die on the spot.
2: It, it specifies that the body is incapacitated. Yeah,
0: so yeah, you are incapacitated. So you still have a body, but you are under the incapacitated condition, which means you are useless. Useless, yeah. Extremely uh, well,
1: useless. It's a Sleeping Beauty kind of situation here.
0: Very much so, except no one's going to kiss it and make it better.
1: Well, they could kiss it. It wouldn't make it better. No.
0: Uh. On... Kind of the so, so you guys went dark for both of yours. I think this will be the dark card episode. So, um, <laughs> this one is probably the one I'm going to go with for darkness. Uh, this is the skull card. You summon the avatar of death, a ghostly humanoid skeleton clad in tattered black robes and carrying a spectral scythe. It appears in a space of a DM's choice within 10 feet of you and attacks you, warning all others that you must win the battle alone. The avatar fights until you die or it drops to zero hit points, whereupon it disappears. If anyone tries to help you, the helper summons its own avatar of death. A creature slain by an avatar of death can't be restored to life. So... Just do it straight to the killing. right to the murder part, which is a lot of these cards. Something bad happens. So this is in the standard deck of 13. I have never actually used that one before because it sucks. Um, I have used uh, balance. I have used... A uh, comment I have used, um, uh, the one that gives you a little night, a night. That's that's the one that makes sense. The night. This is called night, yeah. And, and the moon card. So uh, we'll get into more details of those next episode. But I figure I can tell you guys about the story of how one of those cards led to the pinball wizard.
2: Oh yes, please. <laughs> yes, yes, please. <laughs> okay.
0: So a friend of mine was running a game. Uh, he did not read the cards before he used them. That's advice oh. to all DMs. Read the cards. I cannot emphasize <laughs> this enough. Read what you're giving you your know players the heart first. Of the cards, right? You need to know the heart of the cards and even if you believe in the heart of the cards which I'm pretty sure Yu-Gi-Oh is just cheating but uh, either way <laughs> uh, you don't cheat this deck because it will ruin your day. So you pull he, a friend pulled a card he was playing a illusion wizard and who was a little nuts think of like radagast from uh legend uh, lord of the rings the guy who lets birds shit in his hair so um all right that guy so he he gets the dungeon card he is in prison until he's found and removed from the sphere so his he disappears the DM is like are you sure you want to do this we can retcon it I will fix it as like fixing it would have been not giving us these cards to begin with um, <laughs> so one of the other characters got the balance card I got the moon card and the night card which is wild so at least the moon card if you are if you haven't read it I guess this is a spoiler um, you are granted the ability to cast the wish spell 1d three times I earned two wish spells and I identified where he was and we were told he's on another plane and we'd have to go what ended up happening is that game kind of fell apart and so we never finished it uh and so what ended up happening then was we um uh so he disappears he pops out the player makes a new character uh this whole thing happens we progress through the story for a little bit I ask him later if he would like to be a guest in another one of my games he's like yes please and I was like are you okay playing your character again he's like yes that would be great so i have release s- him <laughs> yeah i have set up this campaign where these guys have to find this old uh cleric slash paladin who was evil for the betrayer god or the god is or whatever long story short so what ends up happening is these guys go down to defeat him and his entire thing is that he uses a very very large hammer and i designed a map to look like a pinball machine Uh, where it had like specific interactions where like if things collided with it it would do this thing so what ended up happening is this guy just happens to be down here so there's a few monsters that are covering it but the main boss at this time is the dirty cleric who carries a hammer and so whenever he was attacking he would attack with a hammer or occasionally grab the hammer and swing it at the ball since it was invulnerable and it would bounce around and hit the party and so i got to play um pinball wizard with an illusion wizard stuck in a ball. That is
1: amazing. As soon as they defeated That's...
0: him they were able to break the spell that held him and he got to play his game again as his character. He was in a whole different world which is awkward but he figured it out. Nice. So nice. gave his character a second chance. Those cards are mean though so if you're not prepared for that as a DM don't do it. Um, you can always lie or just modify the deck as in like someone's already had these cards. They're clearly used. All the horrible cards have been taken out taken out that that's always an option please don't kill everybody it's not fun
1: well it's this just doesn't seem as sporting as the usual methods of
0: tpk yeah i mean give them a challenge don't let a deck ruin their day don't be a deck <laughs> don't get a... so uh thank you for listening uh i'm sorry it's adrian's bedtime so we got to wrap this up <laughs> uh this episode will hopefully release before eight o'clock if you've continued listening from our previous episode we appreciate you listening sorry again if i broke your eardrums uh that episode's fixed now if you want to go back and try it again uh at this time uh adrian has now been given the power to mess with social media because i am bad at it so hopefully we'll be a little more active on that one i finally looked up the passwords i remember now so uh with that you guys ready to say good night got anything to pitch push say other than nightmare, nah. Night, I guess?
2: We do this. Play more D&D.
0: Play more d and I need to tell myself the same thing. I need to finish writing that game I wanted to run.
2: I feel like you play a lot of d and I have a Saturday <laughs>
0: game. You started your own... How, actually, this. How's your own personal game going that you've joined recently?
2: Oh, it's going pretty good. It's well, with a whole group of people that I, that I didn't know before we started. So it's been making new friends and uh, just going on an adventure together so we've had two sessions and i'm really liking it so
1: what are you playing
2: we are playing no no no. what are
1: you playing oh your character
2: my character is a oh you made me forget (laughs) it's a dwarf paladin i'm playing a dwarf paladin
0: nice what is your oath
2: well we aren't third level yet but i think i'm going with oath of vengeance nice that's tbd tbd we're still level two so i haven't had to pick it yet you got
0: some time on that one so that's good yeah so how did you find this game
2: discord discord (laughs) yeah
0: so that's actually a good notice or anything we don't have a discord uh however if you look around your town see if you can find local game shop discords or other discord networks that are available in your area to find locals to play with uh you can also use roll 20 if you're interested in trying a game out if you're a new player there's always welcoming new players there or you can join an old game and have fun with it so yeah but hey everybody say goodbye bye bye